0: All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Randy Goodwin, who is a deliverance minister. Randy, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you very much, Timothy, for having me on here. I appreciate it.
0: Of course. Thanks for coming on. And we'd like yeah. to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great.
1: What I like to do for fun, I like to go jogging in the mornings when I first get That's up at 4.30 a.m.
0: That's, that's fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it is fun because it, it, it introduces the day and it's just kind of, so when I'm out there jogging at, Oh, dark 30. Okay. For me personally, it's a, it's a quiet time for me to, um, it's dark. It's still dark. You know, it's a, just a quiet time for me to, um, have my quiet time with, with the Lord and and that's really special to me absolutely i love that i love that yeah and so i enjoy doing that and i also enjoy seeing people uh be free getting rid of the some some stuff that they've been carrying for for a while facts yeah i love that too
0: (laughs) there we go there we go. You know, at four thirty AM and seeing people be free. <laughs>
1: That's right, man. That's it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, tell us a bit more about being a deliverance minister. What that entails. What your day to day looks like, etc.
1: Absolutely. Well, when I say deliverance minister, I am a person that helps people get rid of past trauma, uh, like abuse victims, things of this nature so whenever we have a past trauma like especially at the earliest age we have this event and depending on how big the trauma is we have a god-given ability to separate and deal with that trauma if it's big enough there are parts of us that will split off and help deal with this trauma if it's if it's big enough It's just a God given thing we have in all of of our brains. These traumas and these emotions that are attached to this trauma, demons can attach themselves to these emotions fear, anger, rage, guilt, being ashamed, you, you just name it. They can attach themselves to those emotions. If that trauma and that wound is healed properly, then that person is set free of that trauma. And then we can expel those demons that have attached themselves to that. I keep in mind, they're not going to leave. Just say, oh, okay. You know, I see you. Y'all healed the wound. Okay. Have a good day. We're gone. I get it. No, no, we got to force them out. Got to force them out. Yeah. So inner healing is step one. I love it. If we go in and do the inner healing and then move on from there. And that's, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. I mean, I got to go on and on, but yeah, that's it in a nutshell. So what does that like
0: actually look like? Cause you know, I hear a lot of people like they'll go to therapy. They talk about self healing. They talk about that inner work. And it seems really kind of obscure and like, intangible so speak to us a little bit more in detail if you can maybe there aren't words for it but
1: absolutely so let's say for example let's say for example you have a wound from as i do (laughs) okay all right from your childhood let's say at age let's say at age nine something happened okay sounds good (laughs) and Something happened with, with with you and your dad. There was a traumatic episode that happened with you and your father. I'm not sure. I'm just going to make something up here. And that stuck with you all your life. And now you're a grown man. You know, you go into your 20s and your 30s and your 40s. And it just hangs back here. It just doesn't go away. And it's kind of, it gnaws at you, you know. You know, and and sometimes you go through life and you'll make these bad decisions and you just wonder why, you just wonder why, why, why does everybody else get married one time and live a happy life? Well, not everybody, but why do you, know, 50%, 50%? Okay. <laughs> and why, you know, why, why do I have to go through one, two, three divorces and I make these bad decisions? Why? Well, we get this, we get this trauma. Okay, and it causes us just to think differently and not thinking correctly as we, as we start to get older. We'll go in and I'll take the person through an inner healing to get that wound. We got step one. We got to get that wound healed. So I'll lead them into, we lead them in inner prayer. And I'm going to actually, I'm actually speak to that nine-year-old. I'm going to talk. Talk to that nine-year-old, and a nine-year-old's going to tell me about the emotions that were uh, that he had when he experienced that wound. And then I'm going to ask him if he wants to be healed of this wound, and he'll say yes. Then I'm going to invite Jesus to come in to that nine-year-old, and he does every time. And when he does, only Jesus visits him and will heal that wound and then takes it away with him. And now that wound is healed. doesn't mean you forget it. You've got to remember it. Yeah, but it's just not going to sting like it used to. It just doesn't have the impact. You're going to, maybe a couple weeks later, you're going to think, yeah, okay, that happened. Yeah, okay, and what's your point now? It's yeah. like we're, we're past that. We're, we're healed. We're healed. And you can talk about it now. Only only the way Jesus can do it. And he's the only one. I can't do it. I just kind of like a, the facilitator, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. So that is step one. We, we're going to heal. We're going to do the inner healing and heal that wound. And then from there, like I was saying if saying, if it's traumatic enough, and demons can attach themselves to that wound, we'll go and get rid of the demons also. And this person may have many, 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 many wounds. Just depends on what they've experienced in their life, of course. You get SRA victims. Well, they've got many, many. That's the, yeah, satanic ritual abuse. Yeah. But for most people, okay, we might have had an abusive father came might have drank, you know, come home, maybe slapped us around a little bit as a kid, maybe yelled at us. Well, you know, when you're six years old and your dad comes home and does that, that can leave some emotional scars. It really can. You know, we don't, we don't really know the impact until we start getting older.
0: Oh yeah, it does. It definitely leaves emotional scars and yeah. you know, scars form beliefs. They do. Beliefs that are lies. <laughs> Not true about who you
1: are. <laughs> Absolutely. And like I said, and, you know, we go through life and we can make bad choices because, you know, we got this wound and it just kind of, it just kind of made us go like this in life. And now we just are, we just make choices that aren't the best, you know, we'll, we'll uh, even like choosing a mate. You know, you might, if your dad was a, a drinker, well, you're going to probably choose a gal that drinks. Okay, and then you get married. Five years later, you know there's there's issues because we're we're get, we got alcohol in our in our relationship, and it's abusive on one person or the other. And now there's problems there. You see the snowball thing. Just goes like this. Yep. So I go in. I want to heal that wound. That we got to heal those wounds. We got to heal those wounds. And my my uh, scripture that I use. My most favorite one is Psalm 147, verse 3. It says, he came to heal the brokenhearted and set the captives free. I just love that. I just love that. So the brokenhearted, that whenever you hear that word heart in the Bible, that word heart actually means your soul, your mind. So you could say, God came to heal our broken mind. Our broken soul, you know, because you know we had that we had that abusive father, yeah, or or mother, or whatever the situation may be. Well, now we're broken up in pieces. Well, he came, and he's going to heal this for us now. What a gift! What a gift! What a gift! You know, it's like, wow, really? Yes, really, (laughs) (laughs) really. I'm not kidding you. So I got, I got a story. I was working with this one SRA lady, Satanic Ritual Abuse. What is that? You have to explain. Satanic Ritual Abuse is a person that was born, basically, into an extremely abusive family. Usually they have roots in Freemasonry and uh, generational curses from witchcraft and things. Well, they'll take this person, usually from birth, and they'll start abusing this person on purpose, even in the womb. That child can be even be in the womb. They can start abusing that child verbally and even physically. They can hit it, push it, and call it names and stuff. Well, everybody knows that words do make a difference when we hear words. Life you know? and death. Life and death, you know, and we know we, we can speak those to people. You know, that little nursery thing sticks and stones or break my bones, but words will never hurt me. No, no way, man. Words do hurt us. Oh, yeah. They, they hurt all of us. Yeah. So this, this satanic ritual abuse person will be abused by these groups, by these Freemasonry groups. And these Freemasonry groups do this to get power. They abuse this person because all these demons are involved with this this abuse. And when they abuse this person, the demons will come on them and elevate them in their demonic realm. Meanwhile, this abused person just starts getting really super traumatically messed up. Very, very messed up and they're a victim a total victim and it's not their fault they've been lied to they've been they got their life stolen from them and they've been abused in horrific ways worse than you see in movies worse and i mean they'll have they'll have groups of men this is about to be uh <laughs> what's this about to be? Abuse, abuse a young lady. In very, very sadistic ways. And this young lady is just, you know, when she starts growing up, we got some things to deal with here. Yeah. So that is satanic ritual abuse. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens over and over and over and over with that child. So when they grow up, yeah, they've got issues and they've got demons and they need help. Yeah. They need help.
0: And I know there are some people listening right now who might be a little skeptical of all this. Absolutely. (laughs) I definitely, like, get out of your little, like, personal life bubble and, like, actually think about how other people live in the world. There are literally... Literally, people that are doing this every day, people are kidnapped every day. People are murdered every day. People are like sexually abused every day. And it is not a game. Um, Correct. So don't like just dismiss it is all I want to (laughs) say.
1: Yeah, right. You know, and, you know, there's, you know, the majority of our population, we go, we get up, we go to work, we come home, you know, Friday night, we'll get a, a pizza and a six pack of beer. Yep. And we go through this thing like this. And everybody needs a purpose. Everybody needs a reason to do what they do. And I know you're asking me earlier about why I do what I do, what motivates me? Why what, what is my what's my dream? You know, why do I why do I want to do this? What, what's so big about doing deliverance for people? Well, for me, Timothy. There's nothing more satisfying than seeing somebody set free from all this bondage and the lies of the devil, nothing more satisfying. And I'll do this until I pass. Yeah. That's just, just what I'm supposed to, that's my lane. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be in. I love it. And that's, that's what, that fulfills the dream that God put in me. That's personally just for me, and that's that's what's satisfying to me is seeing somebody else be free. And you know, when you see somebody just uh, they're stressed out and, and they make um, bad relationship choices, they've been divorced three or four times or what have you. Um, we go through a couple sessions, and now they find a great a great man of God. And they're great, and I call it STDs, sexually transmitted demons. Mm. So whenever, whenever we have premarital sex or adultery, guess what? We get what they have. They get what you have. Yeah, you know the bad stuff, and it can be transmitted that way. Yeah. I like that's that's what motivates me that's my dream that's my aspirations and that's why I do what I do and then boy seeing somebody like a year later and they're like I don't even recognize you anymore. You're talking different. You're talking about good things. You're happy, you're confident. You know and a year ago this person was like broken. Broken pieces all over the place. But Psalm 143 came in and healed their broken pieces. It's like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I do what I do. And that's it in a nutshell. What I do, it can go pretty deep. And I know there are skeptics out there that say, oh, you know, come on. That's just in the cartoons. You know. Maybe in the, you know, Alfred Hitchcock movies only, (laughs) you know, but that, that stuff doesn't happen in real life. You're, you're making it up. Well, they can believe that. That's fine. Everybody's, everybody's entitled to believe how they believe. Everybody has a, a free will choice and I'm okay with that. Totally okay with everybody's free will choice. Yeah. 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 There we go.
0: Well, awesome, man. I love it. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, this could be a specific person or a type of person and they would help you take the next step towards, I guess, seeing more people be set free. Who would they be and how would they do it?
1: A human being.
0: Yeah. Like maybe you want (laughs) to partner with somebody. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. You froze there a little bit.
1: Yeah, I would, I would, uh, okay. It would, it would be nice to, I don't have anybody specific in mind that I would like to talk to. I guess it would have been nice to maybe talk to Billy Graham at one time. Mm. I think he would have been a good guy to to chat with, have a cup of coffee with. I would have, I would have enjoyed that. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's it. And, you know, cause he's a, he was a man of integrity and he lived what he talked. Facts. Yeah. And that's important. It, yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, so, if there were one or two things that everyday people could do to really help you um, see more people be set free, what, what would those things be?
1: everybody knows somebody that needs that needs help we all do we have family we have friends when it comes to deliverance everybody's afraid of it and it's like oh no you're like so everybody's afraid of it but when somebody gets free we all have tears coming down our face because we can't believe what just happened it's a miracle you know, Jesus spent a third of his time, you know, in the Bible, casting out demons. Mm. Why don't we talk about that in church?
0: <laughs> we don't talk about a lot of things in church. And it That's really right. That me.
1: <laughs> church, church leaves that subject alone because we're going to, well, frankly, we're going to lose people. Yep. So I would encourage people to reach out. To a family member, reach out to a friend. Well, we all know somebody that needs help, you know, from what we're talking about here. We all know somebody. Ask them if they're interested. Yeah. If if we never ask, the answer is always no. If you never reach out, no one's going to grab our hand. If you don't try, the answer is always no. Yeah. Always. Absolutely. I always encourage people to find somebody that they can help. Yeah. They can contact me, send me a note. I'll talk to you. Be more than happy to.
0: I love it. Guys, go out there and ask if somebody needs help. If you feel like somebody needs help. If you're vibing with Randy right now, if you vibe with Jesus. (laughs) Amen. If you vibe with love. Like just
1: God God is love. When you know, when you reach out to somebody and you want to help them, you know, you really sincerely would like to see them helped. Let's just say somebody's an alcoholic. They're they're addicted. Well, I'd like to really like to help that person. You know, they've been to 12 steps or they've been to a lot of steps, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? They still got that addiction. They still have the addiction whether they, how many steps you take or not. So we have to get rid of that root first. got to go down there and dig it out and get rid of that addiction. Then you can go see your, your counselor. They can help you work through some things after that. But step one first. So we all know somebody who abuses this or abuses that or is getting abused. Yeah. Those people can reach out to those people and ask. So I would I'd say that. There we
0: go. Well now we're going to jump into our thriving 3. The first question is what's your favorite book, movie or podcast? Pick one. Oh, this is my favorite podcast.
1: I'll tell you that right now, hands down. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> my favorite book is the Bible. And nothing beats the old 1955 version of Jesus. That old one. That for the one that was made, you know, 1955.
0: Wait, is the movie literally called, like, Jesus? Like, what's the, the movie called? The Life of
1: Jesus. The Life of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It I've was, never heard it, of that. It was made in the 50s. Mm. Nothing, be, nothing beats that one. Just so, it's so much more real than all the, the more modern ones, it seems like. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I love it. Now, what is... Ones?
0: What is one way you like to take care of yourself?
1: I like to brush my teeth every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. There we go. There's nothing worse than walking through the day with coffee breath, you know. It is bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I try to take a lot of vitamins. Yep. And exercise, you know, try to stay healthy, eat healthy, make good choices. And you know, try to stay healthy. There we go. Absolutely.
0: And what is one action step that you can take right now to, I guess your only dream is to see more people set free. So let's plug it in there.
1: That's my dream. (laughs) What action could I take to to accomplish that more? Yep. Or
0: continue to take if you're already doing it.
1: I'm doing it now to accomplish it more is probably for me personally is surrender myself more to christ yep the more humble i i am i know this sounds like a real cliche thing
0: hey cliches are cliches for a reason (laughs) okay
1: but uh, the more the less i can be then the more he can be and that's that's truth yeah it, it, just, it really is because the less if i can get rid of some some arrogance some pride and all these things then the more i allow him to work in me and through me yeah absolutely so i can work on those things absolutely
0: there we go and we got one last question for you
1: sure yes sir
0: so you know how there are people on the planet you definitely know because you deal with them a lot actually (laughs) that have a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they'll live their whole life like that. Sometimes they'll die like that. Unfortunately, other times, I I feel like I already know the answer to this question for you, but we're like it anyway, other times they'll make that switch to a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change?
1: The catalyst to causing that change is pride. That is what it is. Yeah. And somebody's somebody's free will is stronger than any addiction, any trauma, and any demon. If they want to bad enough, they will. Otherwise, they won't. Yeah. I know. In the Bible, when people when people came up to Jesus, you know, and said, "Hey, can you help me? Can you, you know do this?" and he'd say, "Well, okay, I need you to do this." Eh, well, I don't know if I can do that. Okay, bye. He'd turn around and walk away. Yeah. In the story, I'm gone.
0: Dust off his feet, wiping it off.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And, and so, if they want too bad enough, they will. Yeah, you have. And when it comes when it comes to deliverance, you have to want it and you have to be serious. There we go, not a game. Well, Randy, is there
0: anything else you want to chat about before we sign off?
1: (laughs) Well, there's lots of things we could talk about here. You know, I uh, I really do have um, a desire to see people be free. I really do, and you know, if I could help anybody. In your sphere, Timothy, or anybody that may be listening, I'm more than happy to help. Sounds good.
0: Yes, sir. That's it. There we go. Well, Randy, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having
1: me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Timothy. Of
0: course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Randy had to say, you can think of some people in your sphere that may need some deliverance, may need to chat with Randy, um, may need some love in their life. Make sure to reach out to them connect them to Randy and all the ways to contact him will be in the show notes. And as we always ask, send this podcast to one to three people, you know, need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out.